0: Open your Bibles, if you would. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I want to start this series. I've simply entitled The Power of Truth. The Power of Truth. And and it, it will begin, we'll develop it as we normally do. I'm going to just kind of take step by step for the first little while. I'm not going to be in a hurry to try to, you know, declare what I believe God has put in his word and put on our hearts for this moment. The power of truth this morning I want you to consider though with that thought in mind the power of truth. I want you to consider with me our need for freedom. Our need for freedom. So we have the power of truth. So somewhere in there truth is going to be involved. But we, you know, to understand the power of truth, I do believe that we need to understand first and foremost our need for freedom. Amen. So, John chapter eight. Um, recently, we, my wife and I, were able to uh, go to Tennessee. Over the, that's where we were gone. Actually, the last two Sundays, we flew out the Sunday before last. And we came back home late. It was one of those. It was it was last week. I can't remember. We we got back home late Sunday night of the following. So that's where we were the last two Sundays. We flew out to Tennessee, saw our son, our oldest son Jacob, and our daughter-in-law, and and our two grandkids, which is just a joy. And and as everybody knows, they are a representation of how time flies. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're amazing little they're becoming little people now. And I don't say that in a restraint. It just they're they're becoming little independent individuals. And it's not there. Because we're not there <laughs> often enough to see that happen, but anyhow, uh we were in an airport and This was coming home. So we were, can't remember, it's an airport, everybody knows, it's an airport. And we, Cynthia and I, are sitting at the gate, waiting, you know, just not much to do, so you're hanging out, waiting to be released to go onto that plane. And here come a couple of people. There was an older gal and what looked to be her daughter, her daughter was, in a wheelchair and a skycap, you know, one of the folks that helped people around, skycap, pushing her in this wheelchair up to the gate where we were. I, you know, it was Cynthia who, uh, my wife, who, who noticed this first. (laughs) I just saw that, you know, there was a couple of people in the entourage there and that wheelchair from the, you know, from the airport has a big thing with a light on it so that you don't, Steal it, you know, you don't want to steal that wheelchair <laughs> from the airport. Did you see that running with that light flash? Anyway, get it, get it loaded it up. The, but they come, <laughs> come pushing her up. I glanced, you know, it's like, okay, that's unfortunate, whatever's happening there. Uh, I didn't pay any attention to it. But before long, that gal gets up. Skycap left her there, they go, and she's just sitting there with what I, what I assume was her mom. Uh, there she's much older, and this gal's probably mid-30s. I don't know, something like that. So she stands up, this gal, out of that wheelchair, looks around, and is going to make her way to a little store, you know, a little newsstand thing over there across the way while she's waiting for the plane. I, uh, I'm not even paying attention. But then Cynthia says to me, here goes this gal. She says, I think that girl's faking it. <laughs> I said, What? She said, I think that girl's faking it. so you know so I watched her, and here she goes, you know she's doing this number this she didn't have a cast on, she didn't have an ace bandage on, she didn't have anything on indicating, but she's doing this number, and she's <laughs> making her way, and I thought, That's terrible, babe. How could you say, you know, something like that? I think she's faking it. <laughs> so <laughs> I watched her, and I thought, you know. I think you're right. <laughs> it just didn't look right. It just didn't look right. But okay, who cares? That's her thing. I'm not sure. Whatever she did, she went over there, and she comes back. And this time, it's kind of this number here. You know, <laughs> she's moving quicker now. You know, she got her little thing. Whatever she wanted at the store, uh, sits back down in her <laughs> in her wheelchair. Okay, kind of funny, a little bit lighthearted there, a little bit of entertainment. Comes time, load the airplane, we get on the airplane course. She gets to go on first because she's in a wheelchair. (laughs) Her and her mom. So they go on all that stuff and not paying, I'm really not paying attention anymore at all. It's just like whatever, you know, we got real life and, you know, whatever. So, plane's up in the air and before long, People are having to go to the restroom. Here comes this gal, right down the line, man. She's going to the restroom three or four times. And the more you see her, the healthier she is getting. You know, she can she's got now, she got a little spring in her step, walking back and forth to that bathroom. And I thought, geez, what what a what a lie. Why, you know. That <laughs> is crazy. I've never seen anything quite like that. So adamant, so blatant. And I thought, geez oh Pete, why? Why would a person do that? I mean, it's not like I'm dumb, you know, I know why a person would do that, but why would a person do that? Purposely put a limitation on their life. Purposely put a restriction on their life purposely put a form of restriction of limitation of bondage that that lie promotes why would a person voluntarily do that well it's probably, There's probably a lot of reasons. We know the obvious reason is so that she can get on the plane first and get her choice, you know, and their choice, however it is, of the best seats, whatever that is. Okay, you know, people do what people do. But she purposely places this restriction because of this, you know, covert desire to take advantage, have an advantage over everyone else, et cetera, et cetera. But it took her a while to, you know, to be able to express freedom (laughs) from that lie. It just seemed like she held on to it long enough for the airplane to get into the air. And then slowly but surely, she worked herself into Freedom <laughs> moving freely back and forth, talking to people, you know, waving she's gonna run for office. I don't know, she's doing good. Well, that kind of began started to stir my heart about the power of truth. And honestly, church, the, the power of truth is indeed to produce freedom. The power of truth, as we're going to read and we're going to learn in the days to come, is really the ultimate goal of truth, especially when it comes to the kingdom of God, is to bring about freedom. Freedom. Freedom in the human being's life. Freedom in a believer's life. Freedom in a person's life who in whatever capacity, regardless of what it is, a bondage to a disease, a a restriction to some, you know, condition physically, mentally, emotionally. Yes, freedom. Freedom from the power of sin. Jesus kind of addresses that with one particular group of people, as we're going to read, uh, power. Power, freedom from lies, freedom from deception that work in our life to produce heartache. And so, but in that, we'll talk more about the power of truth. But this morning, what I want to address is, well, our need, our need when it comes to freedom. What is our need for freedom? What do we need, church? If we what it we need freedom, Pastor, what are you talking about? No, listen to it. For freedom. What do we need? John chapter 8, verse 32. Are you with me, folks? Do you need a wheelchair? I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. John chapter 8, verse, let's start in verse 32. Okay? John chapter 8, I'm gonna begin in verse 32. Where are we at? Let me get there. Okay. John chapter 8, verse 32. Uh, yeah, well, let's just go back up. Am I where I need to be? Let me check that. Yes. This, I may be reading the wrong Bible. This might be uh, the pearl of great price. John 30. Here we go. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Now, listen to that. It's very specific. He's been speaking. He's been preaching. Previous verses tell us that even while he's teaching, some of the crowd that are, you know, traditional Hebrew, they are forgiveness. We accept that. So we know that. Okay? But there's freedom, guys, and other areas of our life that we're going to have to continue to pursue. That involves Having to continue to get to know truth and Jesus is saying I'm going to send you somebody who's going to help you with that It must be so in John chapter 16. We won't take the time to go there We will go there next week, but in John 16. He says it's to your advantage that I go Listen guys Don't be upset Don't become confused, don't be, you know, discouraged, don't lose heart. He tells them in John 6, he says, it's for your benefit. It's to your expedience. It's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I go, the Father is going to send the Comforter, the Spirit of truth, who will guide you in all truth. So it's not just enough to say, I read my Bible. The question on this one is, great. Thank God don't stop doing that. But the rest of your life, what are you listening to? Who? Ooh. Pastor, don't start that. Who? This is a politically free statement. Who are you listening to? That's the question on this, is not just do I need freedom in some area of my life, but if I need that freedom, how am I going to find it? Who am I listening to? What am I hearing? What? What? What am I hearing? Jesus is saying, if, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to not just fill your heart and soul, but to guide you, lead you. What does that mean? Oh, That means a lot. That means this ongoing relationship where I'm willing many times to hear that still small voice that says, go this way. Don't do that. Read this verse. Make this stand. Pray this prayer. Whatever it is. Don't do that. You ever, you ever hear that little, especially like when you're maybe in a conflict Husbands and wives do this a lot. Parents and their children do this a lot. We're in conflict and we're trying to, you know, levy our position. (laughs) We're trying to win an argument. And we're going to say something. We hear this little voice in our head says, don't say that. You ever have that? Don't say that. It's like, oh, thank you. That's exactly what I'm going to say. It's like, okay, no, that was no. Or you hear that that little impression, that little voice. don't do that. And we do that thing like we were just informed and it just sends things flying out of control. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. It's at times like that, being able to let the spirit of God say, don't do that. And I don't do it. Because if I continue to do that, What I want to do, I will continue to be in need of freedom. I didn't want to be so mean as to say, I'll continue to be in bondage, but they're one and the same. I'll continue to be in limitation, restriction, bondage. I'll continue to be in need of freedom. We must begin to cultivate and nurture a relationship With the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God, because the two work together to lead us into freedom. Not emotional fervor. We've seen, I think, enough emotional fervor to last us 10,000 lifetimes just in these last six months, even. We've had enough emotional stuff. We've had enough thoughts. We've had enough thoughts, and we've had enough feeling to last us ten lifetimes, guys. What we need is truth and the guide to all truth working in our lives. What our need... In freedom is, is to know truth and to nurture a relationship with the Spirit of the Living God because he is that presence that guide here now to lead us to truth that will set us free heads are bowed eyes are closed I wanted to just kind of introduce the subject, and we'll build on it. Father, um, today, as we open our hearts, God, yes, we, I, I know this, Lord, I know this, that, that what we're talking about now is not nothing new, it's not anything that is unknown. Lord, it, it's a time and a season, though, that I pray you will strengthen and encourage us to find ourselves in the Word of God more often than to find ourselves in any other form of time, of spending time. Help us not to just spend time worried, fearful. Help us not to just spend time spaced out and avoiding, escaping the chaos of daily life. Help us, help us. In this time and season, find ourselves in the Word, Father. To find ourselves going to your Word. And at that time, praying and asking, let the comforter, let the guide, let the Holy Spirit work in me. That I can know that truth. That what I'm reading I can know, and it can begin to work in me to produce the freedom necessary in my life and through my life, Lord, possibly into the lives of those around me, especially those I love and I'm in in contact, my circle of influence, Lord. Help me to be free, that I can be a vessel of freedom for those around me, that's our prayer, Father. That's our prayer. Let the spirit of truth, the spirit of God, fill our hearts and lives and let the word of God come alive to set us free, to make us free. In this season, this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm going to ask you folks to, in the days ahead, you can, even, you can start this week by taking a moment when you pray. Simply pray a, a prayer in however you feel it would apply. Asking, asking the Lord by His Holy Spirit, by His Word, to show you areas of your life where you're not free. It's not like we, we probably don't know But what I found is when you pray these kinds of prayers that, you know, are like, Lord, show me what's happening here, you know? Where is the problem? Where am I not free? Usually it's those kind of prayers. Boom. Something comes up almost immediately. You don't need to think on it. You don't need to manipulate it. You don't need to conjure something up, okay? We need to hear. We need to ask him to show us. And when he does, I want you to jot that down. I oh, want just to jot it down. You don't have to go on showing everybody. Look, what I'm in bondage but I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, you know, I, it, however, you, I'm not trying to put something heavy and say this is how you have to pray. I'm just saying I would suggest and I would ask you that between services, guys, you would start praying. Show me. Show me where I need freedom. Show me where I'm in bondage, where I'm in, you know, being limited or restricted. Show me. And typically speaking, it comes almost immediately. Jot that down. And 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 just let that, then bring it with you. Not to, like I said, not to share, but that you have it. Because we're going to begin to pray very specific prayers for freedom. As we work through this. Amen. Okay that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. God bless you. you can go home if you want to. You don't have to, you can stay here. <laughs> but you are officially dismissed. God bless you guys. have a great week. Stay out of trouble. Amen the sun comes up It's a new day dawn It's time to sing your song.